Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. signs that there is really opportunity from God is that there is opposition from the enemy. If there's no opposition in your life, then I question if you're doing anything for God. Everybody follow my train of thought there? The Bible says all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That doesn't mean that you're going to have people in your workplace or, you know, friends, neighbors, whatever, attacking you for your Christianity. That, that's not necessarily what he's talking about there when he says all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. In today's message, Pastor Robert will share with you that one of the signs that what you are doing is God's will is the opposition from the devil. If you're doing the Lord's will, like if you are choosing the career that the Lord has laid out for you, the devil doesn't want you to do the Lord's will, and he will do anything he can to get you to not do what the Lord wants you to do. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Chapter 16, he's wrapping it up. This is uh, really his concluding remarks to the church at Corinth. And we're going to read through this. And as we do, there are some peripheral things that I'm going to comment on as quickly as I possibly can. So fasten your seatbelts a little bit. And uh, then we're going to back up and look at three primary considerations. Paul's final command to the church at Corinth. His final exhortation to the church at Corinth, and then his final reminder to the Christians there at Corinth. He he starts off here in chapter 16, verse 1. He says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches in Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. And when I come, whomever you approve by your letters, I will send to bear your gift, to Jerusalem, but if it's fitting that I go also, they'll go with me. Now, I will come to you when I pass through Macedonia, for I am passing through Macedonia. And it may be that I'll remain or even spend the winter with you that you may send me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you, if the Lord permits. But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Now, yeah, I was thinking about that, just one little quick comment, this issue of adversaries. You know, when Paul writes this, it's fascinating to me that he says, you know, I, I'm, I want to stay with you guys for a while. I want to spend some time with you. And so I'm not going to stop really on the way. I'm not going to see you on the, on the way. I, I'm going to go to Ephesus. I want to stay there 
um, for a bit because a great and effective door for ministry has opened to me. There's, there's tremendous opportunity at Ephesus, and, and there are adversaries. And it's almost like Paul is excited about the fact that there, there are some adversaries waiting for him at Ephesus. I was thinking about what it is he's communicating with, with that. You know, one of the sure signs that there is really opportunity from God is that there is opposition from the enemy. If there's no opposition in your life, then I question if you're doing anything for God. Everybody follow my train of thought there? The Bible says all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That doesn't mean that you're going to have people in your workplace or, you know, friends, neighbors, whatever, attacking you for your Christianity. That, that's not necessarily what he's talking about there when he says all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. The idea that's being communicated is if you're trying to live for Jesus, if you're sincerely seeking to live a godly life and follow the Lord, the enemy is going to try to hinder that. He's going to get in the way. You know, one good way to look at spiritual warfare, sometimes we mysticize it too much. You know, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus, get behind me. You know, we want to get all weird with stuff. Not necessarily necessary. And hear me out on this. I'm not negating the, the, the need for, you know, prayer and, and you know, the recognizing that the demonic realm is real. It's there. It's powerful. I'm, I'm not saying it's not. But, but here's what I'm saying. The best way to resist the enemy, as James says, and have him flee from you, it's real practical. And I want to illustrate it for you. When I was in Youth with a Mission, one of our uh, teachers taught on the subject of spiritual warfare, and, and, and he said it's like this. It's when, when two football teams go out on a football field, if they walk out onto the field and they both line up headed toward the same goal line, not a whole lot of football going to take place. Why not? Well, because they're all headed in the same direction. Neither is opposing the other. They're, they're moving toward the same goal line. They have the same objective. Now, what often ends up happening for us as Christians is we encounter opposition. We encounter, you know, a, a coworker that just wants to seems just seems to want to give you a hard time. Just button heads with you and being ugly and, you know, just attacking. Always a problem. In our human nature, there's a retaliatory kind of a response in most of us. You want to hurt me? I'm going to hurt you worse. Well, that's like the two football teams. They're both headed toward the same goal line. They're going toward the same objective. They're, neither one, they're not opposing each other. Jesus said, if somebody, you know, curses you, bless them. If, if somebody spitefully uses you, do good to them. Bless those who curse you. The idea is, the, is respond in the opposite spirit. It's not that you have to be defenseless. You know, somebody breaks in your house in the middle of the night. You, you know, he's not saying you have to go say, hey, can I help you carry anything? <laughs> That's not what he's saying. Defend yourself. That's not unbiblical. It's, it's a heart issue. With God, it always is. It always is. And I've illustrated it before by saying if somebody breaks in my house in the middle of the night, my first responsibility is to protect my family and stop the intruder. Having eliminated the threat to my family, if he's still breathing, I'll minister to him. <laughs> I'm joking. But you get the point. I'm teasing, but you get the point. The first responsibility is, with that situation is to protect my family. That's the, that's the compassionate, godly, righteous thing to do biblically. But I'm not 
you know, it's like, you want to come into my family, man? You know, and the heart now is one of retaliation, and it's the same heart as the guy who was trying to break in. The guy who's trying to break in from a biblical perspective is not my enemy. My, my enemy, scripturally speaking, is the one whom he's serving. You, you see what I'm driving at? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to tear down strong. We need to remember that our, our enemy is not the human that puts the face on the problem. Our, our enemy is, you know, the principalities and powers of the air and so forth. It, it's, it's the demonic realm. It, our, our enemy is spiritual. And the way we fight a spiritual battle is that we respond in the opposite or opposing spirit. That's how you do it. And Paul's looking at this, and he's excited because he sees, he can already tell, I'm not even there yet, and they're already adversaries. This has to be God. And if it is, yes, there will be opposition. Yes, there will be hindrances, but they're going to prove to be nothing, ultimately. How do I know? Because he's God, and they're not. Do you see? Just like with the building, you know, sometimes we think, okay, you know, the Lord's moving and he's, he's doing this thing and, and, and therefore there won't be any difficulties. It'll just be smooth sailing and, and he'll just make it happen and there won't be any problems. No, actually, that's often a good indication that it's not God. It may very well be the enemy trying to set you up. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Well, that's true in the spiritual arena as well if there's no opposition if there if this thing just seems everything everything's falling into place and what are you missing lord is this you or am i being suckered because if god is doing it there will often be an attempt to hinder we need to 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 you know just recognize that paul says man there's some adversaries here hallelujah and so he's he's going to stay in ephesus he, he wants to spend some time there. And then in verse 10, he says, If Timothy comes, see that he may be with you without fear. <laughs> Apparently, these Corinthians were intimidating. For Timothy, he, he does the work of the Lord, as I also do. Therefore, let no one despise him, but send him on his journey in peace, that he may come to me. For I'm waiting for him with the brethren. Timothy was young, and he's just basically telling them, Listen, don't give the kid a hard time. He's a man of God. The fact that he's young is irrelevant. I need him. Send him on. Verse 12. Now, concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to come to you with the brethren, but he was quite unwilling to come at this time. However, he will come when he has a convenient time. You, you remember early in the letter, Paul was rebuking them. His love is the main thing. been listening to Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. During this season that's filled with uncertainty, we know that one thing is unchanged. God is in control. We encourage you to take time daily to spend in the Word, in prayer. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Miami Beach is holding church online. We'd love for you to join us. Go to calvarymiamibeach.org to connect to our Sunday virtual service and be sure to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more messages. We also know how essential prayer is during this time and we want you to know we're already praying for you. Is there anything specific we can be lifting up to the Lord? Please let us know through our prayer request form at calvarymiamibeach.org. Would you do the same for us? 
please keep Pastor Robert and our church staff in your prayers, as well as our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying, and if you feel led to support Main Thing Radio financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio.